All right. Who's breaking bad? Anybody breaking bad in here? Breaking bad in your life. Breaking bad patterns. Breaking bad behaviors. Breaking bad thinking. Uh, bad mindset. Thinking uh, uh, negative. Uh, toxic. So we want to break the bad. Break the bad. And uh, if you're going to put something on social media, please use the hashtag Breaking Bad. And if you would like the notes of this series and any sermon, any series we're doing here, right there is the email address you use. Just write us at that email address and uh, we will send you the manuscript, the actual manuscript that we preach from. And then you can take it and you can make it better and send it back to me and I could preach it again later. Okay, so help me out with that. This is the third part of a four-part series. Let's go to the Word of God. Let's go to the book of Psalms and uh, chapter 127 and verse 1. And this is, our, um, this is our basic text for this series. We've read it every time. We'll read it more times today. But this is our, this is our, uh, our, our base, our heartbeat of this sermon. Unless... The Lord builds the house. They labor in vain who build it. Now let's look at the meaning of that. And I even put the meaning in the slide so you can see the part in parentheses. That word house doesn't mean just a, a house with people in it, a building. It means a home. It doesn't just mean a home. It means a family. That word house is a huge word. That's why it's so important when you're studying the Bible, learn to do word studies because a lot of times the word you read in the verse is actually much deeper. Dig for that gold when you're studying the Bible because this word home, this word house means household. It means offspring. It means generations to come. So when the Lord builds your home, your home environment, when the Lord builds the house, um, then it's built, the, it's built not only to impact the present, but it's built to impact the future. He says the Lord, unless, unless the Lord builds the house, the people who build something else other than what God is building are laboring in vain. Their work is wasted. Their labor is wasted. So um, you've been digging into this. Pastor Jeremy's been doing a really good job. We're learning to be blessers. We're learning to be blessers. We're learning to be blessers in the way we talk. We're learning to be blessers in the way we act. We're learning to be blessers in the things we say and the way we behave. We talked last week about modeling modeling a life that people will follow and and you might be here today we're going to talk about parenting and we're talk about parents and grandparents and aunts and uncles and children and all of that and you might be sitting here going I'm not a parent how does this have anything to do with me but you know what you might be a parent one day and I don't know but I would think that a hundred percent of the people sitting here today I would think that you who are parents if somebody came to you and said, do you wish you to learn a lot about parenting before you had a child? I think we get a 100% vote, amen? And so those of you who aren't parents yet, don't tune me out because you might be parents. But you know what? Even if you're not a biological parent, you're going to be a parent to somebody in the sense of influence. There are going to be young people who look to you 
And they're going to be people who watch your life because you're going to be a Christian and they're going to know you're a Christian. And so they're going to, they're going to really look at you. They're going to really watch you to see how you live and to see how you talk and to see how you react. And so you are an influencer, whether you are a biological parent or maybe you're a spiritual parent, but you're influencing somebody. And what we want to make sure is that you're passing on blessing. You're passing on blessing because those people are going to live the pattern you've set before them. So this is really, really important today. Here's what we've learned so far. We've learned there's a supernatural world that is more real than the world we see. And God is in charge of that supernatural unseen world. Based on our submission to God, based on how we live intentionally in following his instructions, will determine whether we live a blessed life and pass on blessings or whether we live what the Bible calls a cursed life and we pass on the curse of the life we live. Our decision to follow God or reject God not only affects us, and here's the big point of this series, it affects those around us, and it affects generations to come. Choices you are making today, choices you are making right now in your life have a powerful effect on the people around you, your children if you have children, and people you influence, generations to come are going to live their life based on how you're living your life today. I don't know about you, but when I consider that what I do for God and how I live for God and my commitment level to God doesn't just affect me, but when I understand that I'm passing it on, I, I don't know how you guys feel, but that just hits me strong. That hits me powerfully. That really jolts me to know, hey, Farrell, it isn't just you you're affecting, but it's other people you're affecting. We've learned that we can stop generational curses. We can break the bad. We can break bad patterns and bad mindsets and bad habits. We can break those at any time we want to. And we even identified some of those possible generational curses like prejudice, hatred, unforgiveness, bitterness, negativity. We talked about some of that last week. So I want you, if you didn't hear last week's message, I want you guys to go to our website, bridgechurch.cc, and make sure you listen to last week's message because we really got detailed about some of the negative things you might be passing on that you're not even aware of. And so we talked about that uh, last week. So today what we want to do is we want to shift our focus forward to the future. Exodus 34, 7. We've already read that, so I'm not going to read it again. But Exodus 34, 7, if you're taking notes, jot that down, teaches us that the negative impact of our self-centered decisions, and the Bible's very specific, the negative impact of being self-centered can go on to the third and fourth generation. Now that's spelled out specifically in the Bible. But it also says that when we obey, when we surrender, when our heart is soft toward God and we receive his instruction and teach it and live it out, that that goes on, that blessed life, that blessing goes on for thousands of generations. So that ought to be enough motivation for us right there to really learn what God is saying to us in this principle. So in the message Today, God's going to teach us how to impart blessing. 
Uh, now, keep in mind, these principles apply to all kinds of influencers, not just parents. Whenever God has uh, given you spiritual influence, ask yourself this question. Am I passing on blessing? Am I living a blessed life? And am I passing on blessing? We're going to look at four ways to be a blesser. Who wants to be a blesser? Let's vote. Let's vote. I mean, we're a church. We need to be voting on stuff, don't we? How many of y'all came out of a church that voted, voted on everything? We need 500 sheets of paper. We need a ream of paper. Let's have a business meeting and vote on that. So we're going to vote on something right here today. How many of you want to be a blesser? You want to be a blesser. You want to bless other people. Good, good, good. So that's a, you know, by raising our hand, that's a confession. That is confession. I, God, want to be a blesser. And that's where it starts. You know, if you're struggling with addiction and you want to get out of that, you say, I want to break this addiction. I want to get out of this. You got to say it. You got to confess it. You got to put it out there before you can deal with it. You just voted 100% in this house that you want to be a blesser. Now, let me ask you something. If the people who go to a church are blessers, what kind of church is that going to be? It's going to be a church that blesses. Isn't that right? But it's all about what the people decide. And then we'll close by learning how to establish blessing moments, blessing events in your family. We're going to get real practical at the end. So let me give you these four things really quick. How many of y'all believe I can do it quick? You've got confidence that I can do it quick. Three people. All right. Number one. No, number one. If you want to be a blesser, if you want to impart blessing, you must know the people, the person you're influencing. Now look what the Word of God says. We're in the book of Proverbs. Who wrote Proverbs? Solomon. And he was what kind of man? Wise man. How many of you know you need wisdom? Yes. All right. Uh, eight people. That's awesome. Okay. Proverbs 22, 6. Train, train, train a child in the way he should go. That means to teach him or her to seek God's wisdom and will for their specific, unique abilities. For their specific, unique talents. So what you want to do is know your child and know the person you're influencing so you don't guide them in the way you want them to go, but you guide them in the way God wants them to go based on the strengths you see in them. The talents you see in them, the abilities, the gifts, the spiritual gifts you see in them. And when that person you're influencing is old, when that child you're influencing old, he will not turn from it. Now, <clears throat> what that doesn't mean is that if you teach your children right, they're always going to do right. That's not what that means. Here's what it means. It means they'll never forget what you taught them. They'll never forget it. How many of you know your kids don't always do what you teach them? How many of you know you don't always do what you teach them? You know you didn't do what your mom and daddy taught you, but you know what? You never forgot it. You never forgot it. And when they're in crisis, and when they're in trouble, and when their back's against the wall, and when they feel hopeless, all the truth, all the wisdom that you poured into them will rise to the top, and they will not forget it. I can't promise you 
that if you teach your child to follow Jesus, he will, she will. I can't promise you that. But I promise you that what you put in them at a tender age, when their heart is tender, they will never forget it. The Word of God promises us that. Solomon is saying part of the parent's job is to guide the child, guide uh, the person you're influencing, <clears throat> if you're not a parent, toward the shape, toward the gifts he or she was meant to have in this world. And we're going to talk more about that. Um, you can't do this unless you have an idea of God's plan for them, God's purpose for them. Let's go to number two. Number two. So number one, what was number one? If we're going to impart blessing, we have to know the person we're influencing. So get to know your child. And, and again, I'm, I'm so tempted here to jump off into the, an area I want to talk about a little bit later, but get to know your child. Number two, if you want to impart blessing, you must want the best for the people you're influencing. This can be very difficult, and this is what I wanted to get into. I almost jumped into it in that first point. This can be very difficult to separate, especially when it comes to our own children. So as a parent, and if you're not a parent, you're an influencer, we have to submit to God and learn to discern the difference between what I want for my child, what I want for the person I'm mentoring or influencing, and what God wants for them. And that's difficult sometimes. Let me give you three things. I'm going to put all three of them on the screen right now. This is still under point number two. Three things, if you want to do what's best for the people in your, uh, that you're influencing, three things you need to do. Number one, you've got to address your own issues. I mean, if you're toxic, if you haven't dealt with your own curses, if you haven't dealt with your own issues, then it's really hard for you to influence somebody in a positive way. People eventually take on the spirit of their leader. People eventually take on the spirit of their influencer. And so if you walk in blessing, guess what you're going to pass on? Blessing. If you walk in curses, you're going to pass on curses. So here's the big question. Are you healthy? Are you healthy? So that's the first thing you've got to do is ask yourself, have I dealt with the stuff in me? How many of you know that's not really something you fully ever complete until you get to heaven? You're always working on you. God's always working on you. The Holy Spirit's always working on you. So when you look at number one up there, address your own generational curses, really it means you are addressing them. You haven't fixed them all, but you're addressing them. Does that make sense? So you're always working on you. Always working on you. Remember the old song we used to sing? It's me, it's me, it's me, oh Lord. Everybody say it. Standing in the need of prayer. You remember that old song? And uh, there's some young people here going, no, not really. Um, you know, it's kind of like the, uh, when you get on the airplane, you know, you're about to take a flight somewhere, you got kids with you. The lady goes, look, if we uh, lose, um, I, I don't know what the word is there, but anyway, you Air Force people, all y'all guys know what I'm talking about. You know, you, and the oxygen mask dropped down, and you got to have oxygen. They say, put the oxygen on the adult first, and then hope the best for the kids. You remember that part? No, 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 that's not what they say. They go, you might not be able to help your children. You might never get to helping them. If you don't get the mask on your face first, you got to get fixed first. Then you can help your children. So it's kind of that whole thinking there. So what's the second thing we got to do? We're still under the main point, number two. 
we got to move past our own personal agenda. This is what's hard for parents. we got to move past our own personal agenda. You see a scripture reference there. I'm going to read it to you. It's not going to come on the screen, so you might want to look this up on your own or look it up later. Paul said in Philippians 2, 4, Each of you should not look only to your own interests, Mom and Dad. You trying to be a foot, good football player, you weren't a good football player, so you were going to make Junior be a good football player. Have y'all seen that? Have y'all done that? Yes. Each of you should not look only to your own interests, but also to the interests of others. And again, it's a big struggle, especially for parents in the area of sports. I see some stressed out children when I go to sports events because dad is in the stands and sometimes mom screaming at them what to do, yelling when they mess up. And I think there's a dad who wished he was good when he was little, and he wasn't. So he is going to force this kid who is gifted to play the piano to become an awesome running back in football. <laughs> Amen? Y'all see that? Don't do that. Don't do that. If, you, um, if a person who is passing on curses has a me perspective, I want to influence this person for me for my ends, to meet what I want, my goals. But a person, that's called toxic mentoring. Those who pass on blessings instead of curses see success from a them perspective. Here's what they say, and I love this statement. Listen, my success in life is derived from helping my child or others I'm influencing become all that God made them to be. Amen, amen, amen. The third thing up there on the list, you see it on the screen, support, support their unique gifts. And that goes kind of back to what we were already saying. Find out what their gifts are. Find out what their abilities are. It goes back to that scripture where we talked about training. And don't go back to that on the screen, guys. But that training a child in the way he what? Should go. That means what are his, what are his, what is her, his bent? What is he... What is, he, what is he passionate about? What is she passionate about? You know, if your children are passionate about something, if they really, really, really love something, um, then that is a sign that that could be a bent for them. You say, well, my kid's passionate about video games. That probably ain't it, all right? That's probably not it. But if they're passionate about um, music or if they're, they're passionate about Reading, notice the topics they're reading, notice the things they like on TV, notice what their bent is, and the Bible tells us that when you're influencing them, don't influence them toward your bent, but influence them toward their giftings, their bent, their passions. Does that make sense? Number one, you've got to know the person you're influencing. Number two, uh, you've got to genuinely want the best for them. Big number three, big number three. If you want to impart blessing... You've got to say it. You've got to speak blessing. You can't just assume it. You can't just hope. You can't just cross your fingers. You speak blessing to the people you're influencing. I'm not going to dig into this very long because we're going to handle this at the end. But I do want to show you a scripture in Hebrews 11, 20 and 21. By faith. Not because there was a guarantee, but by faith. By faith, Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau in regard to their future. So when you speak, what you say 
You are either blessing your child or the person you're influencing in regard to their future, or you're hurting them in regard to their future. Here's another one. By faith, Jacob, when he was dying, blessed each of Joseph's sons and worshipped as he leaned on the top of his staff. So these were fathers, grandfathers, blessing their children, blessing their grandchildren, not because they knew, but by faith they said, you are going to prosper. You are going to be blessed and be a blesser. You are going to um, uh, influence people for good. You're going you're gonna to be blessed financially. You're going to be blessed physically. You're gonna be, and so they proclaimed those things over them and blessed them. Look at number four. Who wants to be a blesser? Anybody want to be a blesser? All right. Not as many as earlier, but still. If you, want, if you want to impart blessing, you must touch appropriately. How many of you know when you're, when you're ministering to someone, and, and, you know, at the end of all our services, we have an altar service, and we have ministers who have been trained who will pray for you. And a lot of times, not every time, but a lot of times we might put our hand on your shoulder. Um, or we might, when I'm praying for you, we might place our hands on your head. Or we might hold your hands. Because touch is powerful. Touch is powerful. Touch creates a connection. Has to be appropriate. Has to be right. And I kind of, I, and I'm not trying to be super spiritual here, but I kind of look for the Holy Spirit to go, it's cool to put your hand on their shoulder. It's cool to hold his hand or hold her hand. It's cool to do that. And you go, I don't even know what all that means. Wait, wait. Just, just trust God and go, God, you know, when it's appropriate for me to touch somebody on the shoulder. And, and a lot of times when you're trying to speak a blessing into somebody or really encourage a discouraged person, if you'll touch them on the shoulder and just look them right in the eye and go, listen, here's what God said about you. Here's what I sense when I pray. This is what I believe God is saying in your heart. This is what I believe God thinks about you. How many of you know when you touch and make that eye contact, it really speaks down into that person? Now what you have to do, and it goes back to what we've already talked about, are you healthy? Because you don't need to be speaking into anybody unless you're walking in intimacy. Unless you're now not, your, not that you're perfect, because none of you are perfect. Now I know I just broke some hearts, but I'm telling you, <laughs> nobody in this room is perfect, are we? I'm close, but y'all are way down. <clears throat> no, I'm not close either. I said that because Millie's not here. But um, I got a witness against me. So I'm not perfect. You're not perfect. So we can't wait to be a blessing. We can't wait till we're perfect to be a blessing. You will never be a blessing. However, you know that you are, you are in process and God is working on you and you have made yourself available and uh, how many of you remember the little song the kids used to sing years and years ago? He's still working on me to make me what I ought to be. If y'all don't say it back to me, I'm going to start singing it. <clears throat> so he's still working on me. Everybody say that. Let's repeat that. He's still working on me. He's always working on us. You won't be complete till you get up there. Up there. Okay? But. As you're in process, as you're growing, as you're, as you're developing your intimacy, you can bless people out of that. All right, in closing, in closing, which means nothing. 
Oh, did I read the scripture? Uh, look at Mark 10, 16. It's a picture of Jesus. He's our model for this. Talking about touching appropriately. Then he took the children in his what? Arms and placed his what? Hands on there. And what? Boom. There it is. Four steps on how to pass on blessing. Now we're going to get real. We're going to get practical. Plan an event. Plan an event. Now let me just give you some possible events where you can speak blessing. Uh, graduation time. We're right there right now. If you're going to have a graduation celebration for your graduates, maybe two or three are graduating in your family, and your family's going to get together, and you're going to celebrate that. That's a wonderful time to say, I'd like to have a word to say. And you speak blessing in front of the family into that child. Blessing of, of prosperity, blessing of physical strength, blessing of a beautiful family to come. If you are a parent and they're going to college, blessing on you to have the money to pay for them to go to college. <laughs> Pass blessing on speak blessing and there are scriptures that you can use to do that uh, blessers when you're intentional about being a blessing blessers view special occasions special seasons as an opportunity to speak that blessing special events are a chance to uh, pass on special blessings done well this event can be the launching pad for the receiver of the blessing to go to another level in their personal life. So graduation, here's some other ones. Birthdays, take a moment at the birthday party. You're laughing, you're having a good time, you know, and everybody's cutting up and, and just having a great time. And you just have a moment and go, hey guys, right before, I want you to go back to your fun, but you know, I'm gonna call my son up here, I'm gonna call my son and daughter, my daughter, and I just wanna say, and you speak, about them in a positive way and what you expect and what you believe God's going to do in their life. It doesn't take long. It's a minute, minute and a half, but that will impact that child forever. Listen to me. They'll never forget it. Now, they'll act embarrassed and they'll go, oh, come on, dad. But man, I'm telling you, they'll never, ever forget that moment. That's what parents are for, to make things awkward for their children. <laughs> That's why we exist, isn't it? So do it. Do your job. How about baby dedications? How about weddings? Tim, you got all your girls married? Awesome, man. Uh, Tim's like, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> uh, so, so at a wedding is a great time to do that. Award presentations. You know, I thought about Royal Rangers. We have a ministry in our church for boys called Royal Rangers. It's a scouting ministry, but we teach Jesus and we teach the Bible. And uh, we do that on Wednesday nights at the Princeton campus. And my boys went through that, my sons. And uh, <clears throat> my son, Mitch, you all know, if you know anything about my family and you know anything about my son, Mitch, I've been the pastor of the bridge for 25 years, so there's a lot to know about me. Everybody knows everything about me. Uh, if you've been coming to this church any length of time. But my son, Mitch, died of a drug overdose in 2014. And um, very, very difficult. You can imagine all that. But you know what? We, we sent him to rehab uh, many times in his struggle with drugs and alcohol. And we would always send him to a Christian-based rehab. 
And I remember the, the guys who ran those rehabilitation centers would call us and go, this dude knows the Bible. He knows all the Bible. He knows all the scriptures. We're giving these guys these books, and Mitch has got his done the first day. You know why? We put it in him when he was tender. He never got away from it. You say, yeah, but he was on drugs, and he got uh, addicted to alcohol and drugs. I understand that. But he never forgot what we taught him. He never forgot what we put inside of him. And so... I remember when he was little, my mom and dad remember this, Mitch would wear his Royal Ranger uniform, and man, he would have a little tie and that khaki uniform, and uh, man, he loved Rangers and all the badges. So every time, man, he would get a badge, every time he would get an award, I would pull him over to the side, and we would talk about that award, and I would say, son, now, that means that, you know, you're gifted, you're talented there, and I would speak that into him, both my boys. And so uh, if your child gets an award at school or they get an award from rangers, or they get an award from scouts or, or whatever they get an award from, that is a time for you to sit them down and go, you know why you got this? You got a gift. You got a talent. What's that? Speaking blessing. Speaking blessing into them. And so events are really important. Number two, select the participants carefully. You know, Uncle Earl might want to say something, but you not, might not want Uncle Earl to say anything at this event because Uncle Earl is kind of dumb. You know, and you don't really, he's kind of, anybody here named Earl? I'm sorry, I apologize. <laughs> but you know what I'm talking about. You know, Uncle Earl, and you know, you, you want to let people speak. And then you look at your son and you go, now Uncle Earl may come up and say something to you, but totally ignore it, totally ignore it. My point is this, when you're going to have an event, pick the people. Pick the people carefully who are going to speak. And don't let it be long, and don't let it be get uh, drug out and all of that. People don't want to be a part of that. That's boring. Uh, don't make it long. Make it really, really short, but make sure it's powerful, done in a very powerful way. Number three, speak specific blessings over them. Speak boldly, speak specifically speak prophetically let me give you an example genesis 12 and 2 here's what god said to abraham abraham i will make you a great nation make you into a great nation i will bless you i will make your name great and you will be a blessing that's what god proclaimed over abraham so go and look in your bible you say well i'm not sure what to say i'm not sure what words to say listen you got to pray about that you got to say, I want to speak into my son's life, my daughter's life, the person I'm influencing, I want to speak into their life. God, give me the words. And just get a yellow pad in front of you and a pen. And uh, just write and pray and say, you know, God, what would I say? And then let God help you and give you those words uh, to say. You can use quotes from their teachers. Here's uh, an idea that I love. You might not be able to get that teacher to come to the event, but have that teacher write a letter and say, here's your, here's your eighth grade teacher said this about you. And, uh, you know, maybe a pastor from another church where you used to live and you know that that pastor had a relationship with your child or the person you're influencing and you call that pastor, he just writes a little paragraph and you read that at that event. Use scripture personalize it in the form of a blessing. There's 6,000 promises in the Bible. Find some that fit that person you're blessing and speak those promises over them. 
Hey, here's a good idea. Look up their name and find out what it means and say, your name means this and speak that blessing into them. And then when they're in trouble, they'll remember, hey, my name means courage or my name means overcomer or whatever it means. And it'll get them through that tough time. And then finally, you know this without me telling you, you got to close that event. I mean, maybe not the whole shindig. Maybe y'all know that's Greek word for party. Um, you may not close the whole event, but that part of the event, that little solemn moment, close that in prayer. You say, but there might be unbelievers there. There might be people that uh, don't go to church. Hey, tough, man. This is your event. This is your child. And you say, if everybody would just bow their head. And then just put your arm around your child or the person you're influencing and pray for them. And pray over them. And try not to cry. <laughs> try not to cry so everybody will know what you're saying. And I know what you're thinking. I'm not talking to them. I don't care whether they know what I'm saying or not. I'm talking to God. Anyway, pray over them. Because the Bible does talk about agreeing with people in prayer. So you got to know what they're saying. So try not to get emotional if you can help it. Get emotional afterward and um, just speak blessing. Does any of this, does this help you? Guys, we got to be intentional about this. You know the world out there is speaking all kind of garbage to your children. Amen. The world system, the liberal, un-Christ-like, unbiblical, human-centered, self-centered world is saying this to your child. This is what you ought to believe. This, is a, this ought to be who you are. Listen to me. Nobody has more impact on who your child is deep in their self than you do. Speak blessing to them. Again, if you're not a parent, look at who you're influencing and speak into them blessing. And make sure that blessing lines up with the word of God. And the people of the bridge said, Amen, amen. amen.